Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. This is the War Room Infowars.com band.video. We'll be talking quite a bit about war today on the War Room. Talking about not just what's happening in Israel and Gaza, news of a ceasefire being imminent, which is good to see. It's nice to see that this hasn't, as of yet, spiraled into World War III. Isn't that nice? We'll also be talking about what's going on in Ukraine, as it is the 10th anniversary of the Maidan massacre. And finally, after some intensive investigations, we may be closer than ever to figuring out who it was that started firing on the Maidan protesters that led to the eventual eventual overthrow of the Ukrainian government, the appointment, as it were, of Victoria Newland's chosen president of that country, only to lead to Zelensky and Russian aggravation and the war that is now all but over. All but over in the sense that it hasn't been winnable for the last year or so, and we're still spending billions of dollars to prop up this absolutely hopeless conundrum. So we'll get into that as well. More news as Elon Musk has launched his thermonuclear attack against media matters, and he's being joined by various states' AGs, including Texas, who have launched similar criminal and civil investigations into media matters, which I think is wonderful, absolutely wonderful. I'll also talk about how that intersects with his beef. It seems to have simmered down with the ADL. We're getting more information as to concessions he made to get them to back off a little bit. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show today. We'll probably open up phone lines a little bit early because we're going to be taken off the next couple days. So this is sort of our Thanksgiving edition of The War Room, and I want you to call in. We're going to talk about how to discuss this stuff with your families at Thanksgiving. It's never an easy thing to do, but I think I have a couple tactics that we can employ to facilitate the conversation. One of those would be sort of pre-gaming what's going to happen because there's a lot of times that, you know, you know something, but stuff is so unbelievable. Man, I'm always astonished at how disconnected most Americans are. I mean, I'm used to the InfoWars audience that at least knows a portion of this stuff, at least has a general concept of what's actually going on in the world. Man, if you get your news from television, from Fox News or CNN, you got no idea. Just no idea at all. So one of the things that's very useful is just have, you know, if you have Twitter, maybe have a couple bookmarks saved at the top. Maybe just make little notes on your phone with links to stories that you think might be helpful. And one of the ways that I think is effective and you know, you can tell me whether you've tried these tactics and they work or if you have different ideas. We'll open up the phone lines and, and we'll have a little back and forth and we can just sort of, we can all game plan together about how to tackle Thanksgiving. But I think just keeping it fairly vague is a good tactic. For example, 
instead of getting into the nitty-gritty about, well, you know, this aspect of COVID or this aspect of the Ukrainian war, you can just make blanket statements like, well, I've been right about everything for the last three years, so maybe I know what I'm talking about here. Well, you haven't been right. Really? What have I been wrong? What exactly have I been wrong about? Put the impetus on them. You tell me somewhere I was wrong, because we have stories like this. Both of these came out yesterday. The startling evidence of learning loss is in, and major Oxford-backed study reveals strict COVID lockdowns no more effective than Sweden's open economy approach during COVID. See, these are valuable links to have. Just be like, oh, no, you, no I've got a study here. It's from Oxford, and it says that I was right the entire time. And maybe you know more than a years-long study by a world-renowned university, but maybe you don't, and maybe I was right the whole time. So maybe we can start talking about why I was right and how I knew this was happening and what it really means when we really think about it. Here's the conversation. Go to hell, New World Order. We are friends, all friends. Is she all right? Seems okay if we can get to it. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Harrison, visit infowars.com forward slash show now. I hope that old man got the tractor beam out of commissioner. This is going to be a real short trip. Okay. While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. Visit InfoWars.com forward slash show today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to The War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We have so much to talk about today. But this will be our, our last live show before Thanksgiving. We all take a little break. So I want to ask, I want to ask the audience out there, and we'll we'll take calls a little bit later. What are you thankful for? I'll tell you what I'm thankful for. Thankful for Infowars. I'll tell you that. Where would I be without Infowars? God only knows. Possibly still shooting wedding videos. Can you imagine? I can't. I don't. I wouldn't have made it this long. Now, I'm thankful for InfoWars, and I'm thankful for you, the audience, who's kept us on air, kept us in the fight, and given us this incredibly powerful platform to speak out against the plans of the globalists and hopefully shine a guiding light through the path of darkness and deception and lies and deceit of the mainstream media without letting people fall off the sides of the cliff down the precipitous cliff faces that lead to just the full-on black pill hopelessness. Because once you realize the level of evil at work here, and we're going to get into some of that today, I was hoping to maybe avoid it a little bit as it is a Thanksgiving episode and who wants to talk about things like, you know, pedophiles. But we really got to wrap our minds around just how sickeningly evil this whole corrupt system is and what brings it together. So we will be talking about that. We'll be breaking some of that down. But let's begin today with a video that has gone totally viral, like the number one video posted across social media today. 
It's uh, Morning Joe talking about Trump. Let's go to clip number eight here. This again, and I'll, I won't set it up too much because we'll just we'll go right to the video and we'll comment uh, on it afterwards. But it's another one of these things. Is this clip eight? Trump will in prison execute. I mean, maybe they go a little bit farther in their fevered madness about what they think Trump is capable of. But it's another situation where they'll put on to Trump as a hypothetical what they themselves are already engaged in. And you get a sense of either total cognitive dissonance to like a pathological level to where like, like, cause they know, they know what's happening right now with the J six prisoners. They know what's happening with the persecution of political dissidents. So either there's some just massive disconnect in their consciousness or they're deceitful liars that know exactly what they're doing. But it's got to be one of those two things. And I tend to think it's the latter. But let's go now to uh, clip number eight. Here's Morning Joe just doing what they do. Let's watch. Yeah, have a responsibility to, to really to tune out the voices of, of the haters, of, of the people that are constantly uh, double shilling and triple checking and shilling for him and suggesting Sick. that somehow they're being biased, bending over backwards, treating him like a normal candidate. He's not a normal candidate. He is running to end American democracy as we know it. Mm. He's an authoritarian who a, a court uh, in, in Colorado two days ago ruled that, that he led an insurrection against the United States government. He's charged with leading schemes to help overthrow the United States government. So so if they want to frame it uh, that way, that's fine. If, if you want to be fair, if you want to be fair, then you will frame this uh, as uh, Joe Biden being the candidate that supports American democracy and Donald Trump, a candidate who supports a new form of government here, this authoritarian it's really that simple. And by the way, Reverend Allen, people go, oh, you can't compare him he to past Nazi leaders. You can't compare him to this past Nazi leader or that past fascist leader because he hasn't done that. Well, what hasn't he done? He hasn't Anything, done the things that the American judicial system did not allow him to do. Let's just, can we, if we, can just, if we can just pause it right there. Well. If we can just pause it real quick. Do they not get what they're saying? Do they not hear their own words? What has he not done? The things that the other branches of government have limited his power on? Well, he's clearly a tyrant. He's a dictator. What? Not exerting power, not consolidating power into the executive branch and overriding the will of the checks and balances built into our system? I mean, well, he's only ever done what the courts have said it's legal for him to do. This tyrant, this absolute fascist leader. You get what you're saying is is the exact argument as to why he's not a tyrant, why he's not an authoritarian, because he was operating firmly within the system. Admittedly, to our frustration, but let's let's go back to the just absolute. Just morons. I mean, it really is something else to see these people try to work out in real time what they believe and see them debunk their own claims as they're making them. Let's let's go back to the to the idiots. Allow him to do this time or. A judicial system that will be ignored by Donald Trump and ran over by Donald Trump 
to create the greatest constitutional crisis of our lifetimes. Just because he hasn't done it yet doesn't mean he won't do it when he gets a chance to do it. He's and if he has well. voted into office, he's been president for four years, literal or figurative or whatever the hell they're saying, you're going to look like idiots uh, because he will do he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison, execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Uh, Just look at his past. It's not really hard to I wish that was the the case. The only thing that stood between him and the destruction of American democracy was the federal judiciary. Wow. No doubt about Incredible. it. And, and I think that uh, when we talk about framing. Okay, this- you don't have to talk about anything. You can be quiet. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. The only thing that stopped him was his strict adherence to the powers delineated to him by the Constitution of the United States. Do we just experience a power outage? Are we still broadcasting, I wonder? Looks like our. Uh, Something's going on. All right. Crew's telling me something is, in fact, going on. It has been confirmed. And we're back. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> a little hiccup there. Just incredible. Just just an incredible display of cognitive dissonance by Morning Joe. Talking about Trump as if he hasn't already served as president for four years. They're in this weird state of like 2016 where they're making the same dire predictions that also didn't come true the last time they made them. Still not coming true. But they're sure that he's going to do it this time. He's sure that he's going to start imprisoning his political opponents, right? Like maybe the primary challenger against him, like maybe the the front runner in the Democratic Party might face imprisonment from a variety of different illegitimate charges all vying to not just stop him from becoming president, but bankrupt and distract him as much as possible. Trump wants to bring back hangings and firing squads in the second term. Think about guillotines too. Hey, you know what? I wish. I really, I really wish just like, you know, it's just, if only the leftist fantasies were real. If only January 6th was an insurrection designed to overthrow the ruling order. If only Donald Trump was a tyrant that used his power as president to bring back some semblance of American power. If only your fevered madness was reality, we'd all be a lot happier. And we wouldn't be on the cusp of World War III either. There's that. Normally, Christmas is our biggest sell of the year. But because of supply chain breakdowns and other issues, this is our biggest sale because finally almost all of our best-selling products are finally back in stock, including sold out for more than a year, X2, the only true nascent iodine out there is finally back. What it does for your immune system, your body, all your cells is miraculous. It's discounted at InfoWarsTore.com. Double Patriot points, free shipping, biggest sale hands down of 2023. I'm sure Christmas will have a big sale, but we'll be sold out of most of this. So Christmas has come early. Black Friday's come early. And it funds the InfoWar. Get X2. Get VasoBeats back in stock. Get all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com right now. But again, Our fan favorite, my favorite, is X2. Sold out for over a year. Could be our last run if we're shut down. Get it while you can. X2, discounted, InfoWarsStore.com. 
Finally, Vitamin Mineral Fusion is back in stock and now available for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This specially formulated drink mix gives your body the essential vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and other beneficial compounds that support optimum health. Vitamin Mineral Fusion goes above and beyond the standard of vitamins and trace minerals. Our exclusive formula is loaded with 34 key ingredients, including vitamin C, E, D, B12, calcium, magnesium, zinc, selenium, L-glutamine, CoQ10, alpha-lipoic acid, folic acid riboflavin, and much more. Aside from bolstering your bodily functions, this drink mix is naturally delicious. And unlike capsules and vitamin pills, it's truly a pleasure to the taste buds. So if you haven't already, mix it up and take your health to the next level with Vitamin Mineral Fusion today. Now 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are back. I assume you're hearing my voice. We're having a little, couple little glitches here and there. Don't worry. We're here. We're going to cover the news. And boy, is there a lot to cover. Let's go to some domestic news now. And that is the immigration system and the damage it's having really across the board, but it's especially noticeable and painful in places like New York City, which prior to actually receiving the immigration that they wanted, were very outspoken on their desire to increase migration, very heavy Democratic voter base there. Now they're realizing that you can't have your cake and eat it too. And instead of simply getting rid of the migrants that are costing billions upon billions of dollars, they've chosen instead to cut services across the board for American taxpayers, from police to fire to schools and education to, of course, handouts and welfare. All of that's getting cut for the benefit, for the privilege of being invaded by foreign masses. It really is nothing other than the essential, necessary, and obvious consequence of the policies that you pursued, so you'll get no sympathy from me. Let's go now to clip number nine. New York City is going bankrupt in order to fund services for undocumented migrants. Let's watch Eric Adams, who's under investigation by the FBI right now, by the way. My budget will give you those resources. My budget will make sure we have access to the Cannot budget in a functional audio system. The problem is DC has abandoned us, and they need to be paying their course to this national problem. So I'm with you. We need to mobilize together to tell our national government New York City is the financial Oh, there were like three people in the room that agreed with him. You can hear him clapping. 
DC has abandoned us. What? I mean, it's just, I don't even, I don't even know how to deal with this. It's like, this mindset is so childish, is so petulant and, I don't know, just, just like moronic kind of. So you made a decision to become a sanctuary city. You voted for open borders. You elected President Joe Biden. You virtue signaled and said you wanted more immigrants and it's a city of immigrants and that opposing any immigration is obviously bigotry and white supremacy and you stand against it with everything you've got. Now that the effects of that are bankrupting you, you blame D.C. for abandoning you? Why should the rest of America have to pay for your decisions? Why should everybody else have to contribute to the problem that you have caused? I've told the story a million times, but it's just... Like I've had a friend, I had a, I had a roommate one time. And like every day he would complain about stuff that was his fault. And it was so infuriating. And it was always this type of like, well, other people aren't doing extra stuff for me, so I'm the victim. <laughs> right? I remember when he was going, he was going to pay rent. And it was late. He was late paying the rent. So he had to go drop it off at the office. And he was late to the office, so it was closed. And the security guard was like, no, I'm not going to let you in. You're not allowed. The, the office is closed. You can't go into the office. My friend comes back and is like telling the story as, this, as if he's the aggrieved one. So God, the guy wouldn't let me in the office. The guy wouldn't go out of his way to open the door for me, a stranger, to go into an office that he's supposed to be guarding. It's like, why should he? What are you talking about? This is your fault. You are the one who was late. You are the one who took forever to get there. And then because somebody else won't go out of its way to cover up for you, you're the victim somehow? I mean, this is the mindset of morons, incompetence. He's the mayor of the biggest city in America. And he acts like it's D.C.'s fault, a.k.a. it's the rest of America's burden. What he's saying is the federal government should be subsidizing our decisions. Our decisions are bankrupting us. So the American taxpayer who didn't make these incompetent decisions, they should be on the hook for the money that we are spending on our projects. Utterly moronic. Utterly moronic. And people are finally realizing this. Clip number two is an interview with it's an interview on Fox News, sort of a panel thing. This is a mother whose son was a veteran and was killed in New York City as part of their massive and ever-increasing crime wave that they seem not incapable but unwilling to stop. And we'll, we'll pause this video after she speaks, but here's Madeline Brame talking about well, the, the transition that a lot of Democrats are going through. The waking up process. Let's watch. The pike that are going to, going to um, affect the brown and black community, just like the illegals that are being pushed into these communities, sucking up the resources from the longtime residents that live there. All right. Um, taxpayers, poor taxpayers are now going to have to foot the bill for these people. And we can't even afford to pay our own rent. All right. Um, now, now we have tax coming down to uh, programs and, and different things that are going to be cut directly from mm -hmm. our community to pay for mm -hmm. illegals. Mm -hmm. All right. It, there's a problem with that. There's a huge problem with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
Minorities may be silent as far as being vocal, but I believe that, you know, um, in 24, this new election, mm-hmm. the next cycle, we're going to see a overwhelmingly yeah. amount of people that we have not seen in 30 years come out to vote. All right. People are being educated on the voter registration piece, how to change their party affiliation. Question number 14 on their voter registration form. And people are walking away from the plantation of the Democratic Party once and for all. You can pull it down. People are walking away from the Democrat plantation once and for all. Well, good for them. Good for them. I'm happy that that's the case. Wish it didn't take this long. And I wish it wasn't framed. In that way, I mean, whatever. I'm glad. I'm glad she's talking about people changing their registration. I'm glad they're recognizing finally the damage that this is wrecking on all Americans of every race, color, and creed. It is the argument we've been making for the last six years. So, you know, it's kind of frustrating that it's taken this long to uh, get through. But it's just. But then it's just like she's just like. You're going to hear a lot more from minorities. It's like, oh, good. Oh, oh, finally, finally, somebody is going to speak for the minorities in this country. For too long, it's been the white Christian majority that's been pandered to over and over. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? They pretend to pander to minorities. They claim to be working for minorities. And their every policy contributes to the utter collapse of minority and majority populations. So let's cut it out with the identity politics and just do what's right for America for once, for the love of God, please. Thanksgiving 2023 is here. And I'm giving Thanksgiving for all we've done against tyranny and your incredible support together in this fight. And I'm particularly giving Thanksgiving that X2, our number one product, the only true atomic iodine on the market after a year plus of being sold out, is finally back in stock, ready to ship now. If you don't know the power of X2 and the iodine conspiracy, you are insane. Get X2 now. It could be the last run ever we get shut down. While you still can at InfoWarsStore.com. Research iodine deficiency and billions of people with cognitive disabilities because they don't have it. X2, X2, X2 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Takes a few weeks to kick in, but it is the building block to everything. It's the missing link. They bomb us with the fluoride that is in the same family, but has the opposite effect. This is the holy grail of supplements and empowering yourself. X2, back in stock right now. Discount at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Navigating the maze of mainstream narratives, Harrison Smith finds the hidden paths in the war room. All right, welcome back, folks. Not going well for Eric Adams. Suspended Adams aide told staffers to delete texts after FBI raid. Controversial aide to Mayor Eric Adams who was suspended for inappropriate conduct, urged City Hall staffers to delete texts after the FBI raided her home, a source close to the federal probe told The Post. Rana Abasova, the director of protocol in the Office for Eternal Affairs, Internal Affairs, was suspended from the $80,000 a year post after Adams' lawyers learned of her efforts to erase text message exchanges, the source said. But hey, she's just learning from the best. 
It's what the FBI does, after all. We've got stories about how that uh, plays out on the federal level. But at the same time, he is having to cut necessary and vital government services like fire, police, education, free school lunches just to cover for the hundreds of thousands of migrants that they have welcomed to their streets and put up in five-star hotels. And this is an article. Where is this article from, guys? Asylum in America. I just have the archive version. I kind of just want to know who wrote this. Uh, clearly, it's a leftist rag, but the way they frame this is so blatantly dishonest. Where is it from? Okay, it's the New York Times. Of course, it's the New York. It's the prestigious. It's the gray old lady. It's the New York Times. It's the newspaper of record. Of course it is. This is an article called Asylum in America by the Numbers. Under President Biden, the Border Patrol has arrested more people for illegally crossing the southern border into the country than any other period since the government started keeping count in 1960. A historical high watermark for invasion. And then they say something like, Republicans have long used immigration as a cudgel against Democrats, which is another aspect of of this tactic that we often talk about them using. When Republicans just have legitimate concerns that are just basic, obvious concerns that anybody should have, they're framed as if it's Republicans cynically taking on these causes in order to use them against Democrats in order to, you know, rouse up anti-immigrant fervor to then gain politically. How about we just don't want our country invaded? It's not that complicated. It's not a cudgel we're using against anybody. Stop letting our country be invaded. If you people weren't opening the border, we would have nothing to cudgel you with. So just stop it already. And obviously everybody's getting hurt by this. Nobody is benefiting from this except the immigrants, of course, who aren't our concern. They have their own countries. They grew up and live in their own countries. We can just send them back. It's not that complicated. But for us, just, I mean, and it's crazy because I've said it so many times. If you just boil down the the existence of government to one purpose, it's to keep out invaders. That's it. I mean, if if you had to boil down the entire function of the concept of government into one thing, it would be protecting those within the borders, from those without. That's it. So all, all we're asking for is literally the, the basics, the very basics, the very fundamental purpose of government. If you could just do that for us, that'd be great. And then that's framed as Republicans have often used immigration as a cudgel against Democrats. Okay, great. Then they say things like this. This you know, the real problem with all these immigrants crossing the border, the real problem with the population of Kansas crossing the border every couple months is that it's drawing a lot of attention to the broken immigration system, uh, and they don't want that attention on it. They say it's drawing attention to an immigration system that has been under strain for decades. Congress has failed to update laws designed to address the American economy and migration trends of 30 years ago. Again, what they're saying is that somehow the the bad thing about this immigration is that Congress hasn't passed laws to make it easier for more people to come. Like, they, it's just, they're treasonous. They're just treasonous in every aspect of their existence. 
and it's infuriating. And they say, and the asylum system, chronically understaffed and underfunded, has a backlog of two million cases that some say is insurmountable. Couple problems with this sentence. First of all, the asylum system is not chronically understaffed and underfunded. Asylum is supposed to be a particular thing that you give to certain people who qualify for it. There's supposed to be a high threshold for who is a legitimate asylum seeker. So it's not that it's understaffed or underfunded. It's that it's overwhelmed by false claims of asylum. Maximum, there should be like maybe 100 people claiming asylum in America a year. Maybe. And these would be people, and they actually define it in this uh, article where they talk about you know, what you actually are supposed to, the threat you're supposed to be under in order to claim asylum. We'll get to that in just a second. So it's not chronically understaffed and underfunded. It's funded and staffed to the amount that would be easily able to handle appropriate asylum processes. The problem is that we have organizations like the UN who are giving migrants a script to follow to claim asylum when they don't deserve it. And when they say it's insurmountable, oh, these 2,000, 2 million cases seeking asylum, it's insurmountable. How are we going to handle it? I have an idea. I have a very good idea. You get the list of the 2 million people. You scroll up to the top of the list. You click select all. You click deny. Problem solved. You just deny all of them. You know, worst case scenario, maybe 10 of them were legitimate. And unfortunately, the you know, almost 2 million other people have ruined it for you. We used to have this nice thing called asylum. We can't have it anymore because it's being taken advantage of because you people can't be trusted to legitimately receive this charity from the American government. So we should just end it. We just have to end it all. There should be none, none of these people qualify for asylum. None of them. I mean, I mean the greatest irony and it, well, we'll get to it in just a second. So it says the more than 2 million backlog. Some of the migrants face persecution or torture in their home countries and could qualify for asylum in the United States. How many of the 10 million migrants that have crossed since Biden got into office, how many of them do you think face persecution or torture if they go back to their home country? How many? How many countries south of our border are torturing their citizens? How many of them are in war and people are, you know, in danger of being swept up in an invasion of their home country? There's no war south of our border. There's no torture regime south of our border. It doesn't exist. This isn't true. This isn't the case. And by the way, the rules of asylum in the international realm are only supposed to be You're supposed to go to the next safe country. So unless it's Mexico torturing and persecuting their citizens, none of them apply. None of them qualify. None of them. Nobody from Africa. Nobody from South America. Nobody from China. Because we are not the closest country to those countries. So we are not responsible for their refugees or asylum seekers. It's nonsense. Total, utter, complete nonsense. And of course, the other thing they lament in this article is border wall falls. We're supposed to feel bad for the people who hurt themselves climbing over our wall to sneak into our country. That's our fault. That's our fault. Hundreds of migrants have ended up needing extensive treatment in U.S. hospitals for devastating and costly injuries for trying to scale barriers along the southern border. (laughs) 
don't try to climb the wall. I solved that problem too. Look at that. I solved that problem too. And, and here's, the, here's the key to understanding all of this. When it comes to New York, going bankrupt, funding the influx of migrants. This was written on November 10th, a few days ago. Of the 140,000 migrants to New York City, 2% of them have even applied for work permits. 2%. 98% of the people who have come into New York not even interested in working. Not even trying. Not even applying for a work permit. Just living off of handouts. Send them all back. It's so simple. Send them all back to the countries that they belong to and are citizens of. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. With all the craziness in the world, the collapsing borders, the war with Russia, the insanity, the, the, the currency devaluations, the economy going crazy, you are crazy in my view if you don't get high-quality storable food and water filtration and self-defense. Now, we're not selling guns and ammo. That's for you to go out and get for yourself and learn how to use if you haven't. And I'm preaching the choir on that. But a lot of people got plenty of guns, but they don't have enough storable food or water filtration. This is something you need now. And we've got it in the food department and in the high-quality water filtration department. The highest quality food, the best water filtration at the lowest prices you're going to find and still get quality. Infowarstore.com is running a special right now for 10% off on all storable food and on water and air filtration. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot beat this deal. Our prices are already the lowest. At 10% off, it's an insane deal for a limited time. Go to infowarstore.com and get prepared while you still can. Infowars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is War Room, InfoWars.com. InfoWarsStore.com is where you go to support us, and it is Black Friday already here at InfoWars. The Black Friday sale is on InfoWarsStore.com. You're getting up to 60% off, plus free shipping and double Patriot points on all of your favorite products, including the incredible Survival Shield X2, which is now back in stock in 25% off. Make sure to stock up now. It's been out of stock for over a year at this point, but it's back and on sale on the Black Friday sales event at InfoWarsStore.com. Double Patriot points, free shipping, up to 60% off. Do not miss 
the most massive sale of the year at InfoWarsStore.com. Now let's get into uh, Israel, shall we? Gaza's ceasefire deal reached, announcement imminent, according to Benjamin Netanyahu, story at InfoWars.com. Hamas leader has agreed that they are close to reaching a truce agreement with Israel. An official from PM Netanyahu's office said an announcement of a deal may be imminent. For the first time of the Gaza conflict, both Israel and Hamas sources agree that a major deal for the mass release of hostages is closer than it has ever been and is in the final stages. Got to wonder what that means. What is the deal they've made? Obviously, they aren't backing down on their attempts to eradicate Hamas entirely, are they? I mean, are they making a deal with Hamas? Are they allowing Hamas to stay into power? If that's the case, why did they kill 10,000 citizens if they're, or uh, civilians rather, if their purpose of destroying Hamas was, it was like, well, we got to kill as many as we have to to get Hamas. Are they still going to eliminate Hamas? If they're letting Hamas stay in power, then what has all of the murder been about, I wonder? Very interesting. The Israelis, for their part, expected to free female and minor-aged Palestinians in its custody. Because, by the way, Israel has hostages as well. They refer to them as prisoners, but they don't actually offer them trial or convict them of anything. So it's a bit of a stretch of the definition. Since October 7th, Hamas has demanded the release of several thousand Palestinians who have long been in Israeli custody, some without ever having – without having ever been charged. Netanyahu on Tuesday issued his most optimistic statement yet regarding the deal, saying, we are making progress on the release of hostages. I hope we will have good news soon, he told a group of military reservists. He was reportedly holding a series of urgent cabinet meetings to mull the details of the pending deal. And I wonder, I just wonder how much this has to do with the increasing activity on the northern border of Israel and the increasing usage of things like barrel bombs by Hezbollah to take out military positions to the north of Israel? And are they looking to turn north themselves, the Israeli army? In the first phase of the two-phase deal, Hamas is expected to release 50 Israeli women and children held in Gaza, while Israel is expected to release around 150 Palestinian prisoners, mostly women and minors. Much of the, uh, some of the Israeli hostages are dual citizens. The release of hostages and prisoners is the first phase of a deal that would take place over four days of ceasefire in Gaza, one of the sources told Axios. As part of the deal, Israel would allow around 300 aid trucks per day to enter Gaza from Egypt. A potential second phase of the deal could see, could see 50 more released, and the ceasefire would be extended to multiple more days per Axios. Israel would also release Palestinian prisoners at the same 3 to 1 ratio as the number of hostages freed. While Tuesday has witnessed very optimistic international headlines and reporting, there have been several farce, false starts concerning prior details that proved premature in the instance of Washington Post story correction highlighted Monday. So it hasn't gone through totally yet. We'll see uh, what this comes to. But again, it sort of – I don't know. I don't, I don't really get it. I'm not really certain what exactly is going on here. But there are some – uh, updates, there are some new happenings that might put this in better perspective. One is that Hezbollah is getting more vocal about being involved and getting more involved in general, launching very large and devastating rocket attacks from very, very close 
to the Israeli lines and making very threatening messages. I wonder, should we go to... Should we play the... Yeah, let's play this. Let's play clip number five, shall we? This is a uh, Hezbollah propaganda video threatening Israel. Let's watch. It's called We Are Coming. We are coming from everywhere, from every war. We will pave the ground with your skulls and crush your bones with death. Where will you escape? Oh, foreign rabble, the land is our convoy. The sea is our ship, and the sky is our hidden bird. We are coming. All of your tanks will turn to dust. Along with all your ships. Our flocks of Abadil drones are everywhere in the sky. All of your fortresses will be annihilated. You will be pulverized. We are coming from the north and from the south. The land is an Islamic waf land for the resistance. It does not accept starvation, normalization, or compromise. From Gaza to the Galilee, generation follows generation. We will pass over you with steps of ember and fire. We will bury your armies in water and sand. There will be thousands in every coffin. Revenge will never die. We are coming, and when divine victory will come, the future will not be as you hope. The time for Israel to come to an end has arrived. We are coming. And as it is written in the Quran, Hezbollah, the party of Allah, will prevail. Oh yeah, maybe we can make a deal. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe we can uh, maybe we can make a little deal. Let's uh, let's actually negotiate. Ceasefire sounds great. Actually, actually, I think a ceasefire sounds awesome right now. Let's do that. Let's do the ceasefire instead of of that. All of that. Let's uh, ceasefire. Let's do a ceasefire instead. How about? I mean, I'm just I'm looking for why why everything changed. I mean, two days ago, it was no ceasefire, never ceasefire, ceasefire. We're not even approaching that discussion. There's absolutely no way. Two days later, yeah, we're doing a ceasefire. Yeah, we're doing a little ceasefire. We're doing a little negotiation. Yeah, Hamas, maybe they're not so bad. Maybe we'll let them stay in power, actually. So I'm looking for for reasons why it changed. And I'm seeing not just statements like that from Hezbollah, which again, I mean, maybe it has nothing to do with it. Maybe it has nothing to do with it. But maybe, maybe... It kind of changes the game when you tell people you're going to pave the road with their skulls. I don't know. I don't know. We will pave the road with your skulls. And they're like, oh, ceasefire then. Okay, let's do a ceasefire. How about, hey, guess what? <laughs> Big misunderstanding. No, a ceasefire is what we love that. Let's do that. 
And again, you know, these stories are from yesterday. Uh, Hezbollah Burkhan missiles inflict losses on Israeli site. Hezbollah Islamic resistance in Lebanon continued on Monday, striking Israeli occupation sites on Lebanon border in support of the Palestinian people and resistance in the face of Zionist barbaric uh, aggression. Delivering successive details, Hezbollah military media illustrated the details of the attacks and their outcomes. In support of the Palestinians in Gaza, an endorsement of their brave and honorable resistance, uh, they hit the Branit Barracks, the headquarters of the 91st Division, with two Burkhan heavy caliber missiles, achieving a direct hit, the first statement said. The second statement indicated that Hezbollah combatants once again targeted at 8.20 a.m. on Monday, uh, Branic uh, Barracks. I'm sorry, that was the first one. The second one was 6.40 on Monday, Zibdin Barracks in the occupied Lebanese Sheba Farms with appropriate weapons, achieving direct hits. The fourth statement pointed out the combatants targeted at 10.30, with appropriate weapons, an Israeli infantry force. And then on 10.15, at 10.15, they hit the Daria site with artillery shells. The sixth statement affirmed the combatants targeted an Israeli infantry assembly at the Al-Tayat Triangle with military and artillery shells. So, yeah, they're getting sort of battered. Ooh, they're getting sort of hit pretty hard, actually. Burkhan missiles, by the way, are sort of short-range, very heavy uh, missiles. That act a little bit like barrel bombs. And then, of course, you have White House advisor in Israel to talk de-escalation with Lebanon specifically, trying to stop the provocation of Hezbollah. Some of the Biden administration are concerned Israel is trying to provoke Hezbollah to U.S. and Israeli sources told Axios. And you have China and Russia stepping up to uh, broker a ceasefire as well. So maybe Israel bit off a little more than they can chew, I think. Thanksgiving 2023 is here. And I'm giving thanksgiving for all we've done against tyranny and your incredible support together in this fight. And I'm particularly giving thanksgiving that X2, our number one product, the only true atomic iodine on the market after a year plus of being sold out, is finally back in stock, ready to ship now. If you don't know the power of X2 and the iodine conspiracy, you are insane. Get X2 now. It could be the last run ever we get shut down. While you still can, at InfoWarsStore.com. Research iodine deficiency and billions of people with cognitive disabilities because they don't have it. X2, X2, X2 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Takes a few weeks to kick in, but it is the building block to everything. It's the missing link. They bomb us with the fluoride that is in the same family but has the opposite effect. This is the holy grail of supplements and empowering yourself. X2, back in stock right now. Discount at InfoWarsStore.com. Navigating the maze of mainstream narratives, Harrison Smith finds the hidden paths in the war room. Searching for hidden paths. Just trying to just trying to lay out a little timeline for you. Just using my own observation and the headlines that I read from various sources. Trying to connect dots that aren't explicitly enumerated or, or illustrated. And I'm just, I'm just noticing that when we left you on Friday, the statement from the White House, as well as Israel, was that a ceasefire was not even a word you should say. I mean, according to Ben Shapiro, to even suggest a ceasefire, a ceasefire is to side with the terrorist and to call for genocide. So how do you go from ceasefire is not even remote possibility to a ceasefire. And the way I 
sort of read this is, well, you've got no possibility of a ceasefire whatsoever. Then suddenly Hezbollah launches six different attacks on six different Israeli sites, all that hit their targets within about two hours of each other. Pretty incredible. Israel's north in crisis mode as Hezbollah turns up the heat. Nasrallah is only increasing the pace of launching missiles, drones, anti-tank missiles, and does not seem to be affected by the statements of the prime minister and ministers of the cabinet. For three weeks in the north of Israel, businesses have been closed. The settlers have no source of livelihood. He added, the settlers will not return to their homes in the northern border until their lives are safe. If Hezbollah remains in the north, the settlers will not return to the area, even if Israeli military forces remain in the settlements. Tens of thousands of settlers have been evacuated from their settlements since Hezbollah began operations at the start, but they're increasing their attacks massively. White House advisor in Israel to talk de-escalation with Lebanon, saying, we think you're, you're sort of kicking the wasp nest here, and it might not be the best idea. Saying they're trying to prevent a war with Lebanon, between Lebanon and Israel. They're concerned that Israel's trying to provoke Hezbollah. Uh, And then suddenly you get a ceasefire. And then suddenly there's a ceasefire deal. So I'm just just connecting these dots here. Whether they're appropriate to connect or not, I'll lead you to uh, decide. But I mean, if they're just deciding to, you know, work with Hamas now, then either, you know, this has been all for pretty much nothing since they have not gotten anywhere close to eliminating Hamas. They've invaded the north of Gaza and Hamas just moved to the south in the massive tunnel system they have, which we told you they would do in the first place. So they killed 11 plus thousand citizens, civilians, and are just going to hand it back to Hamas. That's kind of weird. But then there's two other aspects to this, which are cause for a change in tactics. One, China steps up support for Palestinian cause and challenge to Mideast policy. And they're actually coming together with Russia and various other BRICS countries to demand an urgent ceasefire. Uh, Z urges ceasefire in Gaza, stresses two-state solution. So maybe they don't want that coming to fruition. Then you also have this, U.S. to push Israel on allowing Gaza offshore gas reserves to revitalize the Palestinian economy. (laughs) We're going to revitalize the economy of the place we just flattened into rubble. This this economy is in need of of revitalization. You know that? You know, there's, there's there's a real opportunity for rebuilding here after we've bombed your entire state to smithereens. I think you might need some help. Fixing it up. So that's nice. We'll just uh, take their oil to pay for it. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Israel gave preliminary approval for the development of a gas field off Gaza's coast in June, saying we shouldn't exaggerate its potential, but it could absolutely be a revenue stream for a Palestinian government, says uh, President Biden's energy security advisor, who's currently visiting Israel. So something changed. Something changed. And I mean, China and Russia have been speaking out about this for a while. I guess they're moving more towards concrete action to demand a ceasefire. But is there another reason this is all changing? Message after the message. Oh, 
I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm a human, and I'm coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight, too. I like to eat. I like to have children. I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. This is what everybody was like before us. This is what I am. I'm a throwback. I'm here. I've got the fire of human liberty. I'm setting fires everywhere. And humans are turning on everywhere. Get behind me, Satan! Down with the devil! Down with this the can't be. Oh, you're playing the wrong message. Visit Infowars.com forward slash show today. Welcome back, folks. Second hour of the War Room is on, and we are talking about war here. The ongoing war. President Putin and President Xi of China both coming out with statements basically bashing America. Putin saying that unilateral U.S. attempts to resolve Gaza conflict are failing. Because, again, it's just, you know, just another one of the benefits of our you know, greatest ally in the Middle East. We get to both take credit for the horrors that they visit on uh, the Palestinians in their border as we give them the weapons and diplomatic coverage, do whatever they want. But then we also get made to look like weak fools because the Biden administration keeps talking about wanting to call for some sort of pause, get humanitarian aid in, have Israeli government sort of tamp down a little bit, just do a little bit of, of a reduction of the tens of thousands of civilians being killed. And we just get, you know, spat in the face by Israel, and we give them another billion dollars. So we get humiliated and blamed, and and it's all wonderful. It's all great. And, you know, I don't know if I need to tell you this, but we here at InfoWars, not the biggest fans of the U.N., just in general. Part of that is because of the things that they are incredibly good at, like flooding the American southern border with people from Africa. I mean, when it's something like that, they are on the ball. They are they're doing it. I mean, they're giving them credit cards. They're giving them flyers to tell them exactly the right words to say. They're in coordination with the Border Patrol agents and the cartels that are moving people. I mean, if, if it's something like human trafficking, the UN is a well-oiled machine. It's getting you to eat bugs or getting you to destroy your farms. I mean, the UN is a juggernaut. They're amazing. When it comes to an actually useful function, like being able to intervene in a one-sided war, suddenly they can't do anything. They can't do anything. So it's not that the UN as a concept is something totally off-putting. I mean, it is in the sense that it's robbing us of sovereignty and it's unnecessary anyway. But if things like the World Health Organization and the UN actually did even a modicum, even a percentage of what they claim to have been founded to do, then we wouldn't be as against them and could actually see their useful purpose. But instead, when it comes to things like war, when it comes to things like you know hospitals being cut off from fuel and, and people dying, I mean, the World Health Organization and the UN have no power whatsoever, no ability to do anything at all ever. And that's just my little prelude here to the latest statements from the UN and a bizarre kind of narrative that's been weaved around it, which is another one of these things where it's like, it's like, am I crazy or 
should everybody be able to see through this lie immediately? It's, it's kind of odd. So uh, social media platform X hit United Nations General Secretary Antonio Gutierrez with a community note that countered a claim he made about the deaths in the Gaza Strip as Israel continues its offensive against Hamas. The official UN news account posted on X several quotes from Gutierrez's press conference on Monday where he insisted, quote, we are witnessing a killing of civilians that is unparalleled and unprecedented in any conflict since I've been secretary general. The post received a community note, which allows users to provide additional context for posts that might be misleading, pointing to at least two conflicts with significant death tolls either equal to or above the death toll in the Gaza Strip, the, the Syrian civil war and the Yemen war, which have had hundreds of thousands killed. The difference is, and they actually point to a Syrian war, and they say, actually, in 2017, the year that Gutierrez became Secretary General, there were 10,000 civilians killed in Syria. And it's like, okay, well, that doesn't actually discredit what he said, because what he said is, again, we are witnessing the killing of civilians that is unparalleled and unprecedented in any conflict since I've been Secretary General. Killing 10,000 people in a year is not the same as killing 10,000 people in a month. So he's right on that count. But also, more than 10,000 civilians have been killed in Gaza. So even if you were comparing the month to the year, the number of the month is still higher. So it's still unprecedented. It's still higher than anything else. And then the Yemen war, they're counting like 10 years worth of conflict deaths. So not the same. Not the same. So, you know, the UN is, is worthless mostly, but that statement was not incorrect, the one he made. Now I want to go to a video here. And this was uh, randomly captured by a uh, food cart vendor, a halal cart vendor on 83rd and 2nd Avenue in New York City. Don't show it. It's a surprise. Crew's trying to find it. I want to tell you who this guy is after we watch the video. But just know that this was posted saying this man wearing a green jacket was berating and harassing a halal cart vendor. Does anyone know who this man is planning to report it to the authorities? People found out who he is and it will shock and disturb you. But let's first go to the video of this mysterious anonymous man in a green jacket harassing a random Egyptian guy. Let's watch. To my friends in immigration. Really? Okay, go, yeah. And to the Egyptian, uh, the Muhabarat wants your picture. Okay, yeah, let go. Yeah? You know the Muhabarat? Hmm? The Muhabarat. No, I don't know. You don't know? I just speak English. No? Yeah, go, yeah. The Muhabarat in, in Egypt will get your parents. Go, go, go. Does yeah, your father yeah. like his fingernails? They'll, they'll take them out one by one. Yeah, go, go, go. Why should I go? Why should I go? Tell me why I should go. I'm standing here. I'm an American. I have free. It's a free country. It's not like Egypt. Just smile for me. Mm -hmm. You're just taking a picture of him. <laughs> did you rape your daughter like Muhammad did? Hmm? Did you rape your daughter like Muhammad? I speak English. You only speak English? No, no English. No. You don't speak English? Yes. All right. Well, that's, that, see, that just shows how ignorant you are. Because your Muhammad was a rapist. It says in the, in the Hadith. In, oh, your, in your holy book. Oh, Muhammad. What? Oh, Muhammad. 
Muhammad, your your prophet. You know who he is. My prophet? Yeah. He was a rapist. He raped Aisha. Does it say that in the hadith or not? You know that? I just speak English. What? No English. You don't speak English? Mm -hmm. What do you speak? What do you speak? Do you speak Arabic? The language of the Quran? The Holy Quran? That some some people use as a toilet? <laughs> what do you think of that? People who use the, the Quran as a toilet? Does it bother you? <laughs> Does it bother you? Tell me the truth. I don't speak English. You don't speak English? Ah, that's too bad. That's why you're selling food in a, in a food cart. Because you're, you're ignorant. But you should learn English. It, it'll help you. Of course, When they yeah. deport you back to Egypt, and the Mukhabarat wants to interview you for being a... because I'm... Yeah, so pretty vicious, pretty vile. I mean, pretty horrible. I mean, you don't see a lot of people making statements like that. The man in the studio has now been identified, Stuart Seldowitz, an advisor and former President Barack Obama's White House and a senior national security official, is accused of being the man in the video. Gotham Government Relations wrote on X on November 21st, Gotham Government Relations has ended all affiliation with Stuart Seldowitz, an individual who hasn't contributed to our work in years. The video of his actions is vile, racist, and beneath the dignity of standards we practice at our firm. He apparently had a 30-year career in the American government and the State Department. These are the types of truly viciously evil people that are setting our foreign policy. If you ever take one piece of my advice... It's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war. But I guarantee you, you take this for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link. X2, back in stock at the end of 2023 at InfoWarsStore.com. X2. Normally, Christmas is our biggest sell of the year. But because of supply chain breakdowns and other issues, this is our biggest sale because finally almost all of our best-selling products are finally back in stock, including sold out for more than a year, X2, the only true nascent iodine out there is finally back. What it does for your immune system, your body, all your cells is miraculous. It's discounted at InfoWarsTore.com. Double Patriot points, free shipping, biggest sale hands down of 2023. I'm sure Christmas will have a big sale, but we'll be sold out of most of this. So Christmas has come early. Black Friday's come early. And it funds the InfoWar. Get X2. Get VasoBeats back in stock. Get all the other great products at InfoWarsStore.com right now. But again, our fan favorite, my favorite, is X2. Sold out for over a year. Could be our last run if we're shut down. Get it while you can. X2, discounted InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show.
Man, so apparently this guy has been doing this for two weeks. And more videos are coming out. Stuart Seldowitz. He was the former director of the National Security Council under President Obama. Pretty insane. This article's from heavy.com. Searingal just posted another video where he says, quote, if we killed 4,000 Palestinian kids, it wasn't enough. <laughs> the poor guy working at the food cart is just like, please, sir, if you aren't going to order, please go away. The guy's just like, why? Why do you rape your daughter? Your, your dad's fingernails get pulled out? How do you feel about me pooping on the Quran? And it's just like, good Lord, dude. These people, man. Psycho. Psycho, dude. And there he is waving the, showing the Israeli flag. Amazing. Yeah, apparently it's been going on for two weeks. NYPD has called multiple times, been called multiple times. Local precincts stated there's nothing they can do because it's free speech. Maybe because of who he is. Maybe he has some sort of privilege. That's just crazy. In the early 2000s, he worked as acting director for the National Security Council South Asia Directorate under the order of Executive Office of the President. Yeah, apparently has a 30-year career in the State Department. These these are the people that are representing us, America, on the world stage. A bio page that's still up on Gotham's company. Oh, yeah, there's the the Gotham Company bio page says that he's Stuart Seldowitz, whose Facebook page shows him holding a sign that says, Follow me to Israel. Worked with New York State to help attract foreign investment. It says Seldowitz has a 30-year career in government, both for the U.S. State Department and for New York State. He worked for an Israeli businessman's company as a humanitarian diplomacy senior consultant. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not a fan of uh, Islam either, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, which is by definition means I think that Muhammad was a false prophet. I'm not a fan of their Sharia law. I think the guy himself, Muhammad, didn't uh, do the best things when he was living in terms of uh, his choice of wives. Oh, he also works as an editor for Bloomberg News. Isn't that nice? (laughs) Boy, oh boy. So there you go. That's the type of people. So, I mean, you know. It's like there's just a thing about being an American where you just – don't do stuff like that. You just don't have that level of vitriol and hatred and just just meanness, just smallness and meanness and, and hatred oozing out of your every pore, bothering some, some poor dude that stands in a freaking two-by-two metal box serving falafel all day. You got to go bother him constantly for two weeks. Just... Just cra- And these are the people. These are the people that are setting our foreign policy. These are the people that we're sending to negotiate. He was head of the South Asian division. You're just full of Muslims. There's like nothing but Muslims there. You've got this guy who clearly has just a vehement hatred for Islam and Muslims. And he's serving as the American diplomat in these areas. You wonder why we're despised overseas. You wonder why we, we aren't trusted by 
other countries. I mean, it's just, just crazy, man. Zionist extremism. Really incredible. But we'll move on now because we've got other, you know, ridiculous nonsense that bad actors in our foreign policy apparatus have set us up to lose. Things like Ukraine. U.S. uh, mission to NATO signals Zelensky must sit at negotiation table. And yet another major indicator and sign that Washington policy has drastically changed after it's become clear that Ukraine's forces will not be able to push back Russia from the front lines. And with most of the Donbass firmly under Russian control, the U.S. mission to NATO has published the following message. The West is now telling Zelensky more or less explicitly and right out in the open, time to wrap this up. Yeah, we've killed a quarter million young men. We've just abolished and and eradicated the cream of the crop of the Ukrainian population. We've achieved nothing. Eh, Time to wind it down. Time to wind it down, I think. Here's another billion and a half dollars in weapons from Germany, by the way, but it's time to wind it down. But it's time to just sort of wind it down, pull it back. Just, this this is what our government does. This is what the people in our government do. This is what the bad actors, like that guy you just saw, who infest our State Department, infest our foreign policy realm, is the type of murder and chaos and hatred and vicious madness that we're operating under. I told you we were going to point to some of the evil lurking under the surface of American politics, and that's just part of it. We'll get to some of the more disgusting stuff later. But in Ukraine, it is the 10-year anniversary of the Maidan, quote, revolution of dignity. The revolution of dignity. That's what we should call January 6th. Should be the the protest of dignity. Ukraine's pro-democracy, pro-Europe demonstrations in Maidan Square a decade ago marked the, quote, first victory in its war with Russia. President Volodymyr Zelensky declared on the anniversary of the popular movement, nearly 100 civilians died in violent clashes with security forces when Ukrainians took to the streets in the capital of 2000, in 2013, demanding to move Ukraine out of the orbit of Vladimir Putin's Russia and join the family of European democracies to which it historically belongs. Oh, now they've paid the price. Now they've paid the price of being utterly destroyed for signing on to and attaching your apple cart to a cabal of vicious horrible evil Satanists that used you to achieve their geopolitical goals of weakening Russia, did not achieve those goals, sacrificed a quarter million of your people, put your country into total devastation, and driven, you know, anybody that could get out, out. Now you're left with the remnants, and you'll get nothing from us. But the real twist on this is that on October 26th, A one-million-word Maidan massacre trial verdict corroborated academic studies by stating in its categorical conclusion that there were snipers shooting from the Maidan-controlled Hotel Ukraina and that it cannot be ruled out that eight protesters were killed and 20 wounded by unknown persons who are not law enforcement officers. This implies Maidan snipers since the verdict states the trial disproved claims about the presence of Russian snipers. Translation, Russia and the EU were vying for greater control and access to and influence over Ukraine. The Ukraine president, who was duly elected, decided to side with Russia. So American outfits, 
People like George Soros, Victoria Newland, inspired a color revolution in Ukraine and then used snipers in the Maidan camp to shoot on innocent civilians, killed eight people, wounded 20 others, and sparked the overthrow of the legitimate government to install their own Western-controlled government. And 10 years later, payment has finally come due, and Ukraine has lost the war with Russia, sacrificed hundreds of thousands of its own people, as well as its general sovereignty, to the European psychopaths and American psychopaths that initiated this from the very beginning. Incredible. Thanksgiving 2023 is here. And I'm giving Thanksgiving for all we've done against tyranny and your incredible support together in this fight. And I'm particularly giving Thanksgiving that X2, our number one product, the only true atomic iodine on the market after a year plus of being sold out, is finally back in stock, ready to ship now. If you don't know the power of X2 and the iodine conspiracy, you are insane. Get X2 now. It could be the last run ever we get shut down. While you still can, at InfoWarsStore.com. Research iodine deficiency and billions of people with cognitive disabilities because they don't have it. X2, X2, X2 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Takes a few weeks to kick in, but it is the building block to everything. It's the missing link. They bomb us with the fluoride that is in the same family, but has the opposite effect. This is the holy grail of supplements and empowering yourself. X2, back in stock right now. Discount at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. Peeling back the layers of the day's events to reveal the core truth. War Room with Harrison Smith. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to open up the phone lines right now. Give us a call. I want to ask you... I want to ask you what you're thankful for. We're going to try to lighten it up, but not really. Not really. The rest of the news we have today is uh, just as bad, if not worse, than what we've got from the first half of the show. And I'm sorry to do this to you, folks, but it's the truth. It's just the truth. And that's my defense. So we'll tell you about what's going on here uh, when it comes to Elon Musk's trial, his uh, lawsuit against Media Matters and their response and the way that this is spiraling out into other aspect of of, uh, law and social media. We'll talk a little bit about just just a few of the Democratic operatives who have been ousted as just horrifying pedophiles in the last few days. We'll talk about political persecution that's going on and a couple other very important uh, topics that we'll get to. We'll get to all of that, but at least for the calls, I want to hear what you're thankful for and if there's anything you expect to discuss with your family at the Thanksgiving table and how we can discuss these things without causing irreparable harm in your relationships. Because at the end of the day, family is more important than any political points you're scoring. But at the same time, you don't want to just sit quietly by while your leftist family members spew nonsense all over the place. So give us a call. The number to dial one 789 2539 That's one 789 2539 one 789 2539 Before we do any of that, I actually want to read from a, a very good book that I suggest 
everyone pick up and a, a particular passage that's stuck with me ever since I first read it. And I wanted to talk about this today because a video has been posted on Twitter that is really shocking and disturbing. Clip number 11, the U.S. and Russia are the world's largest weapons dealers. This person mapped the flow of arms experts exports leaving the U.S. and USSR from 1950 to 2017. Okay, so we'll just roll this as B-roll. And you can see just the just massive numbers of weapons continually flowing. It's no, there's no let up. And once in a while you see some streams start and then slow down and then increase. And it's just kind of mind-boggling. It's just kind of insane. It really makes you wonder how much of the world economy is based entirely on arms creation. And so as we watch this incredibly disturbing infographic here, just keep going. We're only in 1970 at this point. This is just the first 20 years. And by the way, this is by Will Geary at W Geary, G-E-A-R-Y, W-G-E-A-R-Y. Credit to him for creating this. But I want to talk about this in terms of Orthodoxy and the Kingdom of Satan by Father Spiridon Bailey. It's in the first chapter of this book, around page 21. And the whole first part of this book is, the first chapter is about war, and particularly about the lies that got us into the conflict in Libya, and who it served, and and what the point of it was. But he says, the big picture involves the geopolitical interests of governments. Arms deals are a means of promoting influence and control. So he talks about the the, le- the amount of weapons deals, arms deals, that make up international politics. He says, the World Policy Institute found that the U.S. is, quote, routinely fund- funneling military aid and arms to undemocratic nations. And of the 25 countries in the developing world which have been given aid in the form of arms, 13 of them have been classified as undemocratic even by the U.S. State Department. A picture emerges of an arms trade that is not simply a means of producing wealth or security, but is used to shape national and foreign policy and give strategic influence over many regions of the world. And he talks about eight F-16s that the U.S. provided to the United Arab Emirates. And right as we gave these fighter jets worth approximately $15 billion, we also got permission to build military bases there. And so you see how this sort of horse trading works, but this is the paragraph that has stuck with me since I first read it. And again, just behind me, it's just the flow of weapons. It's just the continual flow of weapons manufacturing, just ongoing. And I imagine most of these are getting used somehow, somewhere. Not a lot of flow to Africa. So I wonder how much of the flow to places like Libya or Afghanistan or wherever just immediately get turned around and sold to other countries. So they, you know, carry out whatever ethnic cleansing campaigns they're working on at the time. But he says this, again, this is the book Orthodoxy in the Kingdom of Satan. It's a religious book by Father Spiridon Bailey, but he talks about, uh, you know, real world issues here in a religious context. And he says, politicians often describe their trips to foreign states as humanitarian or fact-finding, but in reality, they're making deals for the arms companies. On a visit to India in 2002, Tony Blair talked to the press about the effects of earthquakes and a desire to end conflict between Pakistan and India. 
Later, it was discovered he spent over half his time in the country persuading the Indian government to buy 66 Hawk jets at a cost of $1.4 billion. Our politicians present their purpose and role as serving us and seeking justice, but in reality, they're working for these enormous arms manufacturers. And that's just always stuck to me, stuck with me, that you've got these representatives of states, prime ministers and presidents traveling to other countries, having a whole you know, agenda full of kissing babies and state dinners and building relations or fact-finding, investigating, whatever it is. And in reality, they are quite literally just the salesmen for arms companies. They're going there not as a representative of the American people, the American interests, the UK people and the UK interests. They're going there as a salesman for BAE, as a representative of Lockheed Martin. And I just wonder, it's like, I guess the system that they've set up and the world, the economy, the global system that they've established, like it kind of makes sense. It's like, okay, if so much of your economy is predicated on selling arms, you really do need war. You need war because you need customers. And then the, the great news is, you know, in the example of a place like Ukraine – not only do you get to spend billions upon billions of dollars building weapons, you then shatter the infrastructure of an entire country and you bring in the IMF and Goldman Sachs and BlackRock to rebuild the country using, of course, loans that are guaranteed by tax dollars in Ukraine. And so the Ukraine people will forever be paying off the debt that they occurred for the privilege of being the experimental battleground of the weapons manufacturers. So you wonder like how the world got so evil, why we're in such a sick position now, why there's always so many wars. It's because it's been set up this way. It's because this is on purpose. And to me, the saddest part of all of it, besides the you know hundreds of thousands of people who have to die for no reason, that would be the primary sad part, but maybe the most disappointing part of all of it is if you're not building weapons, if you're not working for the defense companies in America, there's not a hell of a lot to do as an engineer. There's not a lot to do. There's not a lot of money to be made and not a lot of jobs to be filled in anything other than building weapons. So I know personally, everybody I know who's an engineer in some high-level space exploration, like things that obviously they get these careers because they want to build awesome things. They want to do amazing things. They want to achieve greatness, you know, through engineering and mechanics and, and rocketry and all of these amazing satellites, all these amazing things. Every single one of them tries as hard as they can to avoid going into the defense industries. But sure enough, yeah, if you want to make money, if you want to pay off your student debt, you end up working for the Defense Department. You end up making weapons. It's the only way to go. That to me is kind of the most disappointing part. You've got all this, all of this power, all of this skill, all of the intelligence, all going towards building weapons to enrich politicians. If you ever take one piece of my advice, it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. 
So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements, so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war, but I guarantee you, you take us for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link X2 back in stock at the end of 2023 at infowarstore.com. X2. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman. You were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you. That's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. And that's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Tell you what I'm thankful for, folks. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for InfoWars and the audience that keeps us on air by going to InfoWarsStore.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm thankful for the fact I'm not sitting in a jail cell. I'll be sitting at a Thanksgiving table instead of getting a cold slice of turkey from the cantina. Canteen. Behind bars. Thankful I'm eating turkey, not bugs. Thankful to be alive at a time... We have a chance to turn this thing around. I'm thankful I am alive to witness the great awakening, the great tribulations that we're going through right now. A lot to be thankful for, folks. And honestly, cannot explain what it means to me, and I know I speak for the crew when I say how thankful we are that you do go to InfoWarsStore.com. It's not just a pitch, not just saying it. It's very real. Without you, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have a job. We wouldn't have this family we've created at InfoWars. That means so much to all of us and gives us the opportunity to really speak out against the powers that be, to really speak out against the war and madness and chaos and hatred that guide so many of our leaders, so-called, without being able to be boycotted or blackmailed or coerced into silence. So very thankful for InfoWars and InfoWarsStore.com and Band.Video and everybody who goes there and keeps us on the air and in the fight and keeps food on our family's tables. We really do appreciate it more than we could possibly say. I hope that you can appreciate 
the incredible products that we have on offer at InfoWarsStore.com. The Black Friday sale is on. You're getting up to 60% off plus free shipping and double Patriot points. Even now with like Black, uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, Black Friday is like the biggest sale day of the year, obviously. And, you know, it's so often you'll see like the mega blowout sale at this furniture store. You're getting 5% off. And it's like, that's like a huge thing most of the time. 10% off, very rare. 20% off, pretty much unheard of in most, you know, retail shops. Infowars routinely gives you 60% off. We give you 25% off our best-selling product ever. We don't need to discount this at all, folks. It sells out at full price. We still give you 25% off. Survival Shield X2. By the way, that tiny bottle has like more servings than you can imagine. The serving is one drop. It's so powerful, you only need one drop. Not dropper, not a whole dropper, where one drop. So one bottle can last you a very long time when you use it as directed, but maybe stock up because when we sell out, it's not going to be there anymore. So go now to InfoWarsStore.com, make a purchase, keep us on air, get a product you really will appreciate, do your Christmas shopping. Just don't forget about InfoWarsStore.com when you do your Black Friday shopping following Thanksgiving this year. With that, we go out to the phone calls. I have a lot of people calling in about what they're thankful for, but I want to go to an international caller first because this is a worldwide broadcast and we have Tuvia in Israel. A shepherd in Judah. Thank you for calling in, Tuvia. You're on the air. Yes, Hebron. Harrison, thank you so much for taking my call. How many Bibles have been written? I'm sorry. Hold on. You you cut out a little bit there. Uh, how many Bibles, and then you got cut out. Hmm. If the crew can work with Tuvia and get a, a little bit better connection, I, how many Bibles were written? Uh. I don't, I don't know one, I guess, but let's, if you guys can work with him and get a little bit better connection and, and let me know if it's, if it's solid, cause I don't want to miss what he's saying. Um, in the meantime, we'll go to some of these other calls unknown from anonymous. I think I mean anonymous from parts unknown. Thanks for calling in. You're on the air. Hate to say I told you so, but we're way past conspiracy. I already told you before, but you really weren't hearing me. Social credit score, and now they're disappearing me. Censored online, because it's really about killing me. When I say me, that means you. Microchips on 60 Minutes, they think we're fools, can't keep denying it and playing this game. Double talk like 1984, it's all the same. I'm the loophole in the censorship, they're still controlling your brain. I know it's too much to handle, you think I'm going insane. But you're the one doing the same thing over and over again. I just hopped through a glitch to save my soul. Because the stakes are high like De La Soul. I tell you the facts and you just pretend you didn't hear me. Now we can't be friends. As the Holy Spirit takes over, I conquer all enemies. My Facebook hate agent score is infinity. COVID canceled, so they can lock us away. Crazy commie lefties killing grandma for some pay. That's distraction with this total control ways past fascists. They want disasters. They want us all poor, tracked down, and cashless. Donating the BLM so the founders can buy mansions. Crazy outfitted fake wish that says it's fashion. But I'm the watcher of the watchers and I know their passion. Gates started finger twitching while he's speaking the population and laughing. Take off the damn mask and stop the madness. Ask yourself deep inside if you feel free. I will never bow down. Stop being sheep. I'm a wolf to the herd of the enemies. God said my people perish for lack of knowledge. And this knowledge lasts past centuries. This ain't Socrates, philosophies, and hypotheses. This is psychopathic murderous psychology. The demons in the disguise seeping through your vaccinology. Devil plays God so he's everywhere. And he uses technology. Radiation reading me while nanoparticles drop on me. Man, worldwide medical tyranny ain't stopping me. It's already too late. We know the plan and the monopoly. 
I love you, bro. Hey, bravo, man. That was awesome. You want to stay anonymous, you, or, or do you, you do you make music? Can you tell people where to find you? Bandai Video, Titans of Liberty. I knew it. I knew it. The crew was in my ear going, is that MAGA Titan? Is that MAGA Titan on the air? Powerful stuff as always, man. It's been a long time. How you doing? I'm doing great, brother. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the crew. I'm grateful for Bandai Video, Rob Dew for giving us the channel, and uh, everybody out there listening right now. I just want to say that uh, I will be posting here a lot more soon, been focused on family and and uh, health and you know, wealth, trying to beat this inflation, but uh just want to let everybody know, alive and well, and uh, my Facebook hate agent score is still infinity. <laughs> You're still spitting acapella. Man, awesome stuff, dude. That was that was incredibly powerful. Is that song already on Bandai Video? It is. Um, it is. It's called, uh, you know, I can't remember right now. <laughs> All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll, on there. we'll on look there. it up on, on the Titans of Liberty channel on Bandai Video, man. Thank you so much for calling in. Really appreciate it. Can't wait to uh, hear more from you in the very near future. Thank you so much, man. All right. Uh, it sounds like we have Tuvia a little bit better connected. Uh, thanks for calling in, uh, Tuvia, again. You're asking how many Bibles have been written? Yeah, how many Bibles have been written so far? Uh, I don't know. I mean, translations. Uh, I don't. I mean, there's one okay, Bible. Let's stop. Let's stop there. I'm going to read from the Torah. Okay. And the Lord said to Abraham, "Go forth from your land and from your birthplace and from your father's house to the land that I will show you." And the Lord appeared to Abraham and he said, "To your seed I will give this land." Now the question is, what's the seed? What's the land? And there he built an altar to the Lord. What's the deal? If somebody bequeaths the land to Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, then the one who bequeaths the land to Abraham, Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, they're the one who decides whose land it is. So what is the deal? Is it jealousy? Is it hate? Is it, oh, and the Lord said to Abraham, go forth from your house and go to the land that I will show you. Now, let me ask you, are you an atheist? No, I'm not. Okay, so now we know you're not an atheist. So what is that land that I will show you? Uh, Judea, I guess. Okay, Judea, Samaria. Now, Palestina was called Palestina by who? Which Roman? Which Roman? Yeah, with the Romans. Where, like, who called Palestine Palestina? And what was it named before Palestina? Uh, I mean, you, you, you tell you tell me. You know your history, Harrison. You know your history, right? What was the name before it was called Palestina? Well, wasn't it wasn't it Judea and wasn't uh... ah? Okay, we're getting somewhere. So why is it that people are arguing in the streets all over the world? Whose land is it? It says in the Bible, "Go to the land that I will show you, and to your seed I will give this land." Right. There's the answer. It's in Lachlacha. It's in the Torah. Now, you mentioned that there's how many Bibles that were translated? A lot. Okay, so let's go to the Torah that hasn't been translated. Let's go to the Holy Torah. It has been translated, though. Okay, Isn't, thank you aren't so there, much. Aren't there surviving... Harrison, uh, i got to go. i got to go. I have 400 sheep and 400 goats. Like, I'm a shepherd in Hebron. I gotta go tend to my flock. I'm sorry. I gotta go. We'll talk another time. Thank you so much. Take another caller. Thank All you. Right. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm just not sure what the, what the purpose of, of ancient history is with a, a contemporary modern uh, conflict. I just, I just don't know what to tell you. I mean, unless, unless we want to give back Russia to Genghis Khan, I, I just think we can leave these things in the past. And if he's given it to Abraham, I mean, isn't aren't Arabs or uh, Muslims also descendants of Abraham? And didn't Jesus coming sort of fulfill all the prophecies and change the uh, physical land to a spiritual kingdom? Wasn't that the whole point of him? Sleepless nights seem to be a lot more common these days with everything that's going on both at home and the world at large. If you are having trouble getting to that deep sleep we could all use more of, our new sleep support formula, Down and Out, is just the thing. It's our new faster-absorbing liquid formula that is specifically designed to help you get the shut-eye you deserve. Formulated to improve upon our best-selling product, Knockout, with Down and Out, now the herbs and melatonin packed inside are extracted directly into the glycerin solution. So the ingredients are already dissolved into the formula before you even take it. One of the other sleep support herbs included is the passion flower, which was traditionally used by Native Americans like the Cherokees, who used it for its relaxing qualities. Be sure to take this product when you are completely ready for sleep, because you will be down and out. Selling out now at InfoWarsStore.com.